is not fact. Science is meant to be challenged. There is no pandemic amongst children. The young lady just said that there is no pandemic among the children. The lady is either in denial or she's just lying. Because every newspaper, excuse me, I have the microphone. The lady is misinformed or she is lying. You should be embarrassed and ashamed with the agenda that all of you are letting happening in this town. There is a well-orchestrated, well-coordinated, uh, and loud movement of people here. I think it's important that you hear uh, from parents as well who support the governor's mask mandate for K through 12 schools. Now I support anyone who wants to wear a mask. That is their choice to do so. But if I'm going to respect their right, they need to respect mine. We're all hearing about what adults are saying, but the voice that has gotten lost in the conversation has been students. That's what we want to hear in this episode. The students themselves. I'm Jeff Eckert. I'm Jason Brewer. And this is The Thought Factory. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, cultivating students through biblical discipleship and spiritual disciplines using theology, community, and technology. Learn more at neverthesame.org. All right, well, Jason, I'm going to make a confession here that over COVID during some of the lockdowns, just for entertainment, I watched some school board meetings. That's great entertaining moments. Shows you how bored I was (laughs) during some of the lockdowns. I have a confession. I also watched school board meetings. Oh. But mainly the school board meetings from my kids' school. So I don't know what other episodes you're watching. We should have combined. We should have had a watch party. Yeah. Were you watching random ones or were you watching the ones in your your community or a little of both? Yeah, a little of both. Mainly more national ones that, you know, were trending. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but I, I found it interesting that um obviously parents over the last two years have gotten way more engaged in the conversation. One of the things I've noticed as a parent and from a lot of parents I know uh, is the level of engagement and how that changes over the years because you'll notice this. At, if you drive by an elementary school on a random weeknight and the parking lot is packed, it's parent-teacher night and everyone goes. If you drive by a middle school and you see some cars there, it might be a parent-teacher night, but there's way less involvement. And then if you drive by a high school and the parking lot's empty, that probably means it's parent-teacher night because no one's there. That's just the <laughs> way it goes. You just become less and less engaged. However, that has definitely changed in the last two years as parents have gotten way, way more involved in the conversations that are happening in their schools. I will say as a parent of elementary and middle school, yes, I have also attended my first and multiple board meetings of my kids schools like I've actually attended and listened and heard what's going on and haven't participated in the conversation but just have increased my engagement of what's what's going on in the community so today is important because like you said in the intro Jason the conversation that has gotten lost in all this shuffle has been students themselves and that's 
the voice we want to hear today. And we are going to hear directly from students. And what's great about what we have here is we have, from what we've been able to tell, the, the most up-to-date and freshest research when it comes to students and schools and how faith integrates into that. So we're going to be talking about survey and research results that we did with several thousand students from the summer of 2022, students from 21 different states, over 2,100 students themselves, and we're going to hear exactly what they have to say about this issue of how they feel about what's happening at school. And if you haven't caught our last episode, check that one out. It is on COVID and students' response to COVID and fear. And our next episode is going to be more specifically on students and faith Later on this season, we've got somewhat of a companion to this particular episode you're listening to now, and that's a conversation we're having with someone who's been in the public school system for 37 years. His name's Jeff Henderson, and he offers uh, a very valuable and unique insight from behind the walls of the school in all the history of schools, but particularly how the last two years have shaped the educational environment and influence on our students and family so that's an interview coming up a few episodes from now all right we're going to jump into today and go through the questions that we ask and give you some some uh, highlights of what students are saying one of the questions that we asked in regards to school is in the last two years my family considered changing or moving to a different school that would be kind of in relation to what the family feels about the school culture and so we we asked do they highly consider moving somewhat considered or did not consider it at all what we have found is that 39 percent have considered moving and 61 percent they did not consider it now i considered that that was shocking to me i think that number is so high for those where they students have said my family has talked about me changing schools that is a as you know jason like changing schools that's not a small conversation that is a major major move in life disruption and so for me 39 almost four out of ten families from this survey represented from students around the country are saying my family has considered at some level changing schools i think that is definitely something uh, to consider that's a huge number and we're going to be talking about later in this episode some ramifications of some of these answers and I know it's different than just going my family is considered moving like in the last two years I have considered moving just because my house with four kids is just getting a little bit tighter and so it's just that thought of like what's out there do we want to move all that stuff this is changing schools uh, moving from one school that you're established in where your kids have a social life in to a different school and disrupting those things. And to consider the fact, Jason, what you're saying here, these are middle and high school students. So families that where for the most part, these students are established, they're rooted socially, geographically, that, that is a major, major, major uh, change and shift that's happened in our culture. Next question is, in the last two years, we asked students, have they had friends change or move to different schools? And again, this is a, a very, very surprising uh, answer that students gave us. 66% of students 
say that they've had anywhere between a few or a lot of their friends change schools in the last two years. 66%, two out of three students are saying, I've known several people, friends of mine, peers that have changed schools. That, again, is a shows a massive migration that's happening in the last two years when it comes to our schools. I did notice that 9% said not sure. So I'm, I'm wondering if they just aren't really friends with anybody. Could be. It's like, <laughs> the I, where has Steve been? Yeah. <laughs> he I, just I disappeared. I don't know, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure where he went. Good point. <laughs> Only 25% said they had no friends change schools. So there is a lot happening there as well. Next question we asked in regards to school is, I feel physically safe at school, which is something that we are always concerned about, whether students feel safe going in and all the national news about school shootings and everything that you can kind of start to imagine what can happen at a school. We asked, do you feel physically safe? Now this, Jason, I was surprised. I thought the answers would lead us in a totally different direction. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Totally surprised by the answers. Yeah, I thought the same where this was actually, students were all over the issue, all over the place on this issue. Uh, there wasn't a clear, clear answer where basically 24% said somewhat agree and 24% said somewhat disagree. And then it kind of goes in those two directions pretty equally. So students here didn't give us a clear consensus, which to me says a lot about what students think in terms of their school safety and what either we think students are thinking as adults or what we as parents and adults are feeling in terms of their own safety. So again, we're, we're going to talk about some ramifications of that, but, but that was a surprise, another surprise in this research. Next question we asked was similar, but about their emotional well-being and we asked them do you feel emotionally safe at school and they could range anywhere from they strongly agree that they feel emotionally unsafe somewhat they don't really think about it they somewhat disagree about feeling emotionally safe or they or they strongly disagree and again what we found here Jason I was surprised maybe not quite as much as the last question but was pretty surprised by the answers here yeah, 26% said, I somewhat disagree, with another 20% said, I strongly disagree. So it's about 46% saying, I, I disagree that I feel emotionally safe at school, even though across the board, it's, it's spread out pretty evenly as well. So 22% of students said they don't really think about it, their emotional safety at school, which means they probably feel safe. It's not an issue for them. So here we found that for the most part, about two out of three students are saying either they feel pretty emotionally safe or they don't think about it, which to me, I lump those together and say, okay, they're feeling fairly okay in terms of their emotional well-being at school. And the next question that we asked would, I would describe my school's spiritual atmosphere. And we asked, was it very open to the Christian faith expression? Somewhat open to Christian faith expression? Is it neutral? Somewhat closed to Christian faith expression? Or very close to Christian faith expression? This obviously is regards to what is that atmosphere in regards to sharing your faith, accepting other people's faith, 
and just going, is there a, an increase in, in persecution and, you know, against what Christians believe and want to get the Christian faith out of the schools? Cause you know, that's not allowed or anything. And we just, we sometimes bring our assumptions into these questions and this, this kind of surprised me. Yeah, this th- the way students responded here, Jason, to me was very surprising because just like you said, we tend to project a lot. I think, again, we, we talk about this over and over every season in many episodes, but we, we tend to maybe have so many assumptions about what we think students are feeling or believing or interpreting things, and this was so eye-opening to me to hear directly from them about how they feel about their school atmosphere because they live in it every day. It's it's their world. They're there seven, eight hours a day and, you know, and asking them, okay, let's talk about the atmosphere, the openness to faith expression. What's it like? Now, keep in mind, this this is um, very representative of not only across the United States geographically, also big cities, small cities, public, private, and charter schools, majority being public schools. So it's a great sample to give us a good feel of what students are, are thinking about when it comes to the spiritual atmosphere of their school. Yeah, you may think, oh, all these students are coming from a Christian school or something and, and may have that expression, but 80% attend a public school. So that's, that is the demographic of these students that are surveyed. And 7% private Christian, 3% private non-Christian, and 3% charter, 9% homeschool. So it's majority public, which you would think would be a little bit adverse towards the Christian faith. So here's what, here's what students reveal to us is, is it breaks down into about one-third, one-third, and one-third. One-third would say my school is either very open or somewhat open to Christian faith expression. That's about one-third. 33% said neutral, and 35% said it's either somewhat closed to Christian faith expression or very closed. Now, I thought it was interesting that students that said my school is very closed to Christian faith expression was 14%, and those that said it was very open to Christian faith expression was 15%. Now, we could factor in the fact that there there are some students in here that do go to uh, private Christian schools, and I think that would, I'm assuming, would make up a, a high majority of the ones that said, hey, my school's very open to Christian right. faith expression. At least I would hope so. Yeah. So we've got 14% saying that it's very closed to Christian faith expression. So it, it breaks down to about a third, a third, a third, and I think that that says something about just the state of our schools. It may not be quite as extreme as what we have thought. The last question we ask in regards to the school is, in the last two years, how many teachers have you seen quit? And this one was a good majority have seen teachers quit. Few, some, a lot, but 70% of students have seen teachers quit in the last two years. Jason, that, again, that is huge. There is such massive changes happening in our schools and the fact that 70% of our students have seen teachers quit is is pretty shocking. In fact, 29% said they've seen a lot of teachers quit. And that 
definitely causes a change in their educational experience and creates at some level or another some instability for their education. 14% said, I'm not sure, which again is that, are they not paying attention or they just don't recognize it? You know, but 14% is like, I don't know. But we, we also had a conversation, you mentioned Jeff Henderson, who will be in a, uh, an episode later this season, but we asked him if this was true. And he has confirmed like, yes, there was a number of teachers that have decided to quit even in just his one school. So what we want to do in the next segment is talk about what some of this means. There, There's so much here to unpack and a lot of change happening. We want to talk about what this means for those of us that are involved in the lives of students. All right, let's break down some of this research here, Jason. So first off, we asked students about their physical and emotional safety, and our conclusion was there's, there's not a lot of conclusive data where students are feeling strongly about their safety, either physically or emotionally. There are a few, but it's a small number. It's small enough. It's spread out enough that we feel like it's not really something that students are overwhelmingly focused or concerned on. I would go back to our last episode where we discussed fear with students and one of the, the answers when we asked what are you most fearful of was safety and that was 9% responded saying yeah I'm, I'm fearful of being safe or however you want to word it. You know, they, a low percentage said that that's not a fear of theirs and so it kind of blends with what we're seeing here. It's not conclusive that's not their largest fear in their school and their lives or anything like that and it's clear that as parents and adults it's something that we're thinking about a lot more just because of what's been happening at schools and what we hear about the conversations and, and some of the tragedies that have happened we're definitely not downplaying we're just saying it's not something that students are really focused on and uh, so let's talk about this massive migration that is happening so families this is what we learned from this uh, data is that families are talking about changing schools that that is something that there is no doubt about this one that there are a ton of families out there 39 percent that have considered it and again when you consider the ramifications of a conversation like that this is where students are aware now we know as parents Jason a lot of the conversations that we may have as parents like this happen behind closed doors, right? Where you might be talking with Katie and I might, I might be talking with Arianna about, hey, should we switch schools? 39% of students are aware that their families have talked about changing schools, which would lead me to believe that there's probably a higher percentage of families represented have talked about it, but their students maybe aren't aware of it. That's a great point because there are a lot of conversations that are private between my spouse and I, and there are things that we just wait until the kids are asleep in bed and we have a conversation and and our kids are not aware until there's a decision that needs to be made. And so when you say, yeah, there's probably a higher percentage of families that are considering this because they're not openly discussing it with their kids. When you are starting to openly discuss it with your kids, it, it's kind of, you're kind of going down that road pretty 
pretty uh, seriously. And so I would say, uh, yeah, there's a, there is a, a thought of this massive migration of, of shifting to a different school district or, or moving somewhere else that they may feel that it's more reflective of their beliefs and, and desires for their family and, and stuff like that. So a takeaway for me there, Jason, the local church is specifically, is if families are talking about changing schools, that means they've been watching more closely what's happening in their kid's school. They're probably reading school newsletters they've never read before. They're probably engaged in some of the conversation we talked about earlier in the episode about maybe even physically or virtually attending board meetings, uh, parent-teacher conferences, um, neighborhood groups, social media forums. They're much more engaged. And here's what I think that means for us is that we should somehow understand and take advantage and leverage this in the local church. And it comes to youth ministry. Parents are just more keenly interested in what's happening in their students' lives, in my opinion, than we've seen uh, in a long time. And I think that could be a good, like we could use that to our advantage in the local church. And schools are not the same as when adults were attending. I, I think back when I was in elementary, I had a number of Christian teachers that weren't necessarily openly professing that that faith in the classroom. But I know my family has established relationships with these teachers because we knew that they were Christian. And so I can name off a good half dozen teachers that simply were more engaged with our family because we were also Christian. But it's harder to maybe uh, know that because that expression may be stifled and it's not as allowed or maybe there's not as many we don't know but the school atmosphere uh, is not the same as when it was 30 years ago necessarily or longer for some people here's another takeaway for us that that work with students and just um, an observation what's happening in our culture Here's what we know. We know from this survey, we know statistically that these conversations are happening and homeschool and alternative education is something that is booming right now. It's happening everywhere across the country at different levels. Like, for example, the highest growth of any state in the last two years in terms of percentage of growth switching to homeschool is Vermont. It's the highest percentage growth. The highest percentage state is Oklahoma with over 20% of students that are now homeschooled. The average homeschool rate right now is just a little under 10% nationally. That is a huge change in two years. That's typically been a lot lower. It's been in the 3 to 5% range for a while. It's been slowly growing, but it's definitely spiked in the last two years. We don't know if this will be a long-term thing. I tend to think for the next at least five to ten years this trend will at least continue if not accelerate and that has ramifications for those of us working with students especially in the local church more and more of our Christian families are shifting and so that means their schedule is completely different they're not tied to the school schedule a lot of what we might traditionally do in youth ministry uh, connects with them content-wise in terms of their social setting being in the hallways of a school when they may not be more and more. And I would maybe ask, like, what was the purpose of school in the first place? 
you know, as we establish school and and education and as things are shifting and changing and we see things like this where homeschool is increasing and going, all right, I want my family to be educated, but, you know, what is the purpose of the actual school system when it was first established? Was it, you know, trying to get people to become factory workers or office workers or whatever it may be back then is that still still a you know a purpose behind education now versus realizing our world is different our society is is different and so not everybody learns the same way i asked that same question for my own family not everyone learns the same way not everyone can just be sent to a, a cookie cutter classroom and go this is how you're supposed to learn what's the the end result that i want my kids to to have you know we start talking about you know the numbers of students walking away from their faith and and what are we setting them up for and all that stuff and so those are questions that i have for my own family in regards to not necessarily like i want to leave and and all that you know i still try to do that balance of all right having that discussion of of what you're learning and maybe secular but how do I integrate faith conversations in what they're learning and not just completely shy away, but there there's also this like, what is, what is the purpose of school if it's going to destroy our kids' faith? More of like the question of sending my kids to Rome and expect them to not be Roman. You know, it's like, that's a, if the school is teaching something completely different than what I believe, is, do I just continue to subject my kids to that teaching? I'll tell you, Jason, that in the last year, now being the lead pastor of a church, I can't tell you the number of conversations I've had with parents that have asked me point blank, what do I do? Spring off exactly what you just said, saying, I feel like this either is or could be detrimental to my kids in terms of their faith. And what do I do? And that conversation is gut-wrenching for parents because I know many parents, and I know you, Jason, that, that would say, I want to be a good influence for other, with, through my students to other students in terms of faith and, and spreading the gospel um, at schools, peer-to-peer. And yet there's so many parents that are finding this dilemma to go, can I make the switch? There's obviously financial ramifications to all of this where parents are saying, well, if we're going to do this, we might go from a two-income family to a one-income family. And either that or we're going to add you know, a, a private school, uh, school bill to our um, budget every year. And those, those are really difficult and complicated conversations to have. But for those of you working in a local church or involved with parents, I'm sure you've gotten these questions, had these conversations, and they're not easy. They're not cookie-cutter. There's not one-size-fits-all. But it's important for us to know that there is a shift happening, and I think this not only has ramifications for our, in, our, our ministry to students, But I also think it has very, very heavy implications for our ministry with parents and trying to help navigate uh, with them through these times where there's a lot of fear and questions. And some of that fear might be warranted and some of it might not be. But 
we have to help sort through that with parents. Yeah, and, and if we're looking at many teachers leaving and, you know, we don't know all the reasons kind of thing, we can make assumptions. But if, if more good teachers are leaving and they're being filled with maybe other good teachers, but um, if administrations are going, hey, we're going to fill these roles with maybe a different type of teacher, and that does have a ramification of what is being taught in that school and that school district and all that stuff. And so this is obviously just data that we're looking at. We don't know specifics and all that stuff. We aren't like assuming one thing or the other, but we are just kind of discussing like how things are changing in the school arena and how that impacts not only your students, but your ministry as well. And this is what we're hearing from students themselves that they're talking about this. Now, Jason, this brings up, I think the, one of the bigger questions of all this conversation is there there is this change happening and could could this cause a spiral that will be extremely difficult to reverse and that is the spiral of a lot of christians pulling their kids out of public school and a lot of good faith-filled christian teachers leaving and let me stop and say this that I know you and I have talked about this, and and I bet most of you listening here would, I bet you can think of at least one teacher you know that's a Christian that has quit in the last two years because just because of how difficult it's been for them to try to navigate being a Christian and being in a public school setting. And so saying all that, could this be that Christian families and Christian teachers leaving public education just causes more of the same and then our schools in five, ten years might look completely different in terms of morality, atmosphere, all that could change. So I think this is a trend we need to, to think, be thinking about, be talking about, and be engaged in. I would say for those of us, especially that are youth workers in the local church, we, we may not have all the answers, but we need to be engaged in this conversation with parents right now at this time. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, whose vision is to see new generations transformed in Christ to further the kingdom of God. Learn more at neverthesame.org.